listening to Do Yourself a Favor, a podcast where you can gratify yourself off of my biased list of dope music. And yes, the list is biased and the music is dope. By the time you've listened to this episode, it may be a day or two after Valentine's Day. So that still gives me enough time to wish you all a happy Valentine's Day. Or should I say happy Valentine's Day? Listen, I always wish people happy Valentine's Day. A, my name fits perfectly with the word. And B, I'm kind of corny like that. So it is what it is. So happy Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day. You get a two for one. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter Z for Zap Band and the letter C for Computer Love. Now, finding love on the computer has definitely skyrocketed, especially since last year in 2020, when the world was quarantined down and we were going through a pandemic, a lot of people decided to go online and find some romantic interest there, somebody to hang out with, someone to chill with. They were going on the computer or on the app, probably more often on the app than a computer. But the same difference, your phone is basically a handheld computer. People were going on apps looking for love, hookups, friends, whatevs. And it's interesting though, because this song was created back in 1986, which was a really, really great year. But actual computer love first hit the streets in 1965. So let me take you back to 1965. It was a dude named John Patterson. He was from Britain. He came over to the States in 1965 to visit his homeboy who was going to Harvard. And while him and his homeboy was hanging out on Harvard's campus, they ran into these other two guys who was doing like this little business for their class. So what they were doing was they had questionnaires. And if you wanted to be a part of this, I guess, experiment or not necessarily an experiment, but part of what they were doing and you wanted to be matched with someone, you paid these two guys three dollars. You filled out their questionnaire, you gave them back the questionnaire, and they would enter that information into a computer, also known back then as the IBM 1401. Now, if you remember IBM computers, you are definitely telling your age. Let me tell you, I remember IBM computer. computer. That was my family's first computer when you actually had a family computer. (laughs) I remember when my dad brought that computer home, we were in Texas. It was such a big deal. And we had a computer and we sat around and we had a family meeting about this computer. It was in the living room. So it wasn't like you could just be in your room on the computer all willy nilly. Um, And it wasn't really like you had much to do on the computer back then. I just remember my sister and I, we played a lot of uh, solitaire and uh was that paint that paint game where you just paint stuff and then when we got computer games that's when it went down and we would play street fighter for hours so yes i do remember having an ibm but we don't i don't think it was an ibm 1401 that might have been uh the the first model of computer that was back in 1965 so John Patterson was like, oh, these dudes got a little business going. They matchmaking, they finding people love. This might be a big thing. He took it over back into Britain and made a business out of it. And the first computer love, I guess, site was created and it was called Dateline. After that, a lot of other sites came out. Another one was Kiss.com, which came out in 1994. And then Match came out in 1995. 
1998, society finally decided to legitimize online dating. So I actually went ahead and did you guys a favor and looked at some statistics of computer love or online dating. So some of the statistics are 38% of people between the ages of 30 to 49 have used the dating site. 12% of people have been in a committed relationship with or married someone they met online or through an app. And I know a few of those people that are in that 12%. I have a few friends, people I've worked with, co-workers who have met their spouse, their boyfriend, girlfriend, their partner through an app or online with computer love. 57% of computer love users say that they've had an overall positive experience with the platforms. 54% of Americans believe that relationships that begin on a dating site or app are just as successful as those that begin in person. And if you say, Fallon, well, where did you get these statistics? Well, good question, because I got an answer for you. These statistics I got from the Pew Research Center, and it was a survey conducted back in October of 2019. So this was before the 2020 quarantine pandemic. I can only imagine what the statistics are 2021. There used to be a time where dating online or saying you met someone online was really taboo. And really like people turned their nose up at it like something was wrong with you, why you can't find someone in person. Listen, let them people go and be judgy Judy's by themselves, okay? 2022, if you're trying to turn up and have you a Valentine's Day or a Valentine's date, Go ahead and dip your foot in this app pond. And there are plenty of apps for you to choose from. You got Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, Match, eHarmony, FarmersOnly.com, Christian Mingle. There are a lot of places and a lot of options and a lot of apps where you can go to meet your computer love with no shame. And tell them I sent you. Computer Love by the Zap Band peaked at number eight on the Billboard R&B charts back in 1986, and it was off of their fourth album, The New Zap For You. This song was written by Shirley Murdoch, Zap Band leader Roger Troutman, and his brother Larry Troutman. The Zap Band was created in 1977 out of Dayton, Ohio, and they were known as Zap Band and Zap and Roger. It consisted of nine people in the band, but the original lineup was the Troutman Brothers, and that was Larry, Lester, Terry, and Roger. And how they got started was they ended up somehow working with George Clinton. And if you remember, I I talked about George Clinton in the Free Your Mind episode. So if you don't remember, go ahead and refresh your mind and go and listen to the old episode of Free Your Mind to get a little bit of more information about George Clinton. George Clinton helped them gain their record deal with Warner Brothers back in 1979. And story has it that, you know, with success always comes some drama. Like Biggie said, more money, more problems. And some hoopla happened between the Zap Band and Roger Troutman with George Clinton. Roger Troutman had an opportunity to go with George Clinton or take more money with a different record deal, I believe with CBS or something of that nature. 
a big rabbit hole that I won't go further down. But Roger ended up taking the deal with more money. Word on the street is when Roger decided to take the deal with more money, that financial loss for George Clinton was one of the major factors on why the Funkadelics took a hiatus. So after Zap Band got signed in 1979, they released their first debut album in 1980 called Zap, and they received mainstream recognition from their single More Bounce to the Ounce. And if you listen to the song More Bounce to the Ounce, you can clearly hear George Clinton's influence as well as Bootsy Collins' influence, because Bootsy Collins helped them out on their album as well. They had a follow-up album called Zap 2, and that was released in 1982, and then so on, so on, so on. They kept releasing albums. And if you are within my age bracket, then you also know that they had a resurgence of influence in the 90s where they were being highly sampled and used for the G-Funk era, or the G-Funk sound, for uh, West Coast hip-hop. And that was with Warren G, Nate Dogg, Snoop Dogg, and of course Dr. Dre. You can hear and see Roger Troutman in California Love that featured Tupac uh, and Roger Troutman and Dr. Dre. And he was also, Roger Troutman, was also in the music video. So I guess it's safe to say that Roger Troutman and the Zap Band had a big influence on hip-hop music. So much so that the song Computer Love that we're going over today was sampled 105 times. So like I mentioned earlier, a lot of influence of the Zap Band and Roger Troutman was used in the G-Funk sound or West Coast hip hop. So much more to say that Tupac sampled Computer Love three different times for his song Thug Passion, for his song I Get Around, and for his song Temptations. Now before I did this episode, my favorite sample of this song actually is a new song by Usher and it's called Bad Habits. Love that song, love Usher. We'll definitely have to do an Usher episode in the future. But when I did research and found the samples of this song, had no idea that this song even existed, but it is now my new favorite. It is called Pyru Love by the Bloods and the Crips, and this song was released back in 1993. Now, I had no idea that the Bloods and the Crips had a music group back in 1993, but they did. And the history of the group goes, after the success of N.W.A., and if you don't know who N.W.A. is, do yourself a favor and go look them up. And also, there is a movie called Straight Outta Compton. You could look at that as well. But after the success of N.W.A., it had a lot of people frustrated in the gang community because they thought that the group was capitalizing on the gang lifestyle. So the Bloods and Crips project began, and they actually held auditions for Crips from Compton, Watts, and Long Beach, and Bloods from Inglewood and Los Angeles. And after the auditions, they chose the best people, and they created the group Bloods and Crips. Now, this is fascinating, because in my mind, I am picturing these Bloods and Crips auditioning, like that scene in Baps when Holly Berry is auditioning to be Heavy D's backup dancer, and she's in line and like practicing outside and I just picture a whole lot of dudes just standing in line bloods and crips like yeah we about to be in this music group so they audition they get in the group and they release their debut album in 1993 called banging on wax that was released on warlock records and they are known for their best-selling album I'm sorry they are known for their best-selling record called pyru love now listen 
I'm not going to play this on this episode. Do yourself a favor and go look up Pyru Love by the Bloods and Crips released back in 1993. It is my new favorite computer love sample. Now, let me just put this disclaimer out here now. I am a square from the suburbs. I have no affiliation with the Crips, the Bloods, Pyru. Nope, that's not me. I'm just saying, within my research, I found this new song and... Who would I be if I didn't share that with you? Now that I got off of that soapbox of that new song I found, this may actually be the song that samples computer love that you're most familiar with. Baby, come give me something, oh. Baby, come give me something, oh. Cause I can't stop loving since I got a taste of your love. Baby, come give me something, oh. Ooh, uh, God damn, you know who I am. That was something new by Wiz Khalifa featuring Ty Dolla Sign, and they sampled Computer Love all throughout that song. And y'all remember, I think it was 2019, 2020, the something new challenge. You like thrust your elbows out and then you do a little shimmy and a clap and then you step to the side and then the person behind you is supposed to do the same thing and keep the beat. I don't know if it was like a challenge on like Instagram or TikTok. It had to be Instagram. I'm not cool enough to have TikTok, should I say. But yeah, a lot of people were participating in that challenge. So if you participated in that challenge, you need to go ahead and give Roger and the Zap Band a little credit. Y'all hear that man computer loving and scatting all at the end of this song? Do you recognize that voice? Do you know who that is? That is the legendary Charlie Wilson. And I always thought to myself, why is Charlie Wilson at the end of this song going so hard? Then I did my little research for y'all and found out how Charlie Wilson got at the end of this song. Now, before we saw Charlie Wilson performing on stage with Pharrell and Justin Timberlake and Snoop Dogg calling him Uncle Charlie, Charlie Wilson was actually the lead vocalist of a really big band in the 1970s and the 1980s called The Gap Band. He was actually the lead vocalist of the band, and the band consisted of him and his two brothers, Ronnie and Robert Wilson. They toured together for like 43 years and ended up retiring in 2010. Now, I don't want to go too far into the Gap Band story because I think I may do an episode on them because they have such big hits. But I do want to share with you my favorite song so you can also hear how I knew that that was Charlie Wilson with the vocals at the end of Computer Love. you tell that's Charlie Wilson? Charlie Wilson has one of those voices where you can just automatically tell that it's him riffing on a song. 
And just a little side note, I love that song. It is one of my favorite Gap Band songs. It just reminds me of the summertime and a real good cookout. It's a nostalgic feel-good song. And it's a song about love, so happy Valentine's Day. So back to the matter at hand. You may be sitting there saying, okay, Charlie Wilson's at the end of Computer Love Fallon. So what? So what? Well, I'm going to tell you what. Charlie Wilson played a very important role in the making of the song Computer Love. Now this is how the story goes. Charlie Wilson was a part of the Gap Band and Roger Troutman was a part of the Zap Band. And that can be a tongue twister and a little bit confusing. So I'm gonna try to talk really slow so I don't confuse myself. But back in the day, they were both really popular bands and they would go on tour together a lot. Now Roger and Charlie Wilson in real life were really good friends, but on the charts, their bands were rivals as well as their record labels. Their record labels really couldn't stand each other. And I'm like, why is it so per- why was it so personal back then? I'm not sure. But they would go on tour together a lot and they would compete with each other to try to give the best show. And after the shows, they would like poke fun at each other and talk about each other. And Charlie Wilson said that he would always go off in a fun way, but go off on Roger and say, man, I just gave that crowd my all. I'm using my real vocals. You out here with this talk box. Now, little education moment. The talk box is a attachment that you can put on an instrument. It has a little tube, a little plastic tube that you can put in your mouth as you attach it to whatever instrument. And it allows your vocals to sound like the instrument that it's attached to. Roger Troutman is famously known for making the talk box as big as it became. Um, My favorite producer that I always talk about, uh, and he was so fine back in the 90s, Devontae Swing used the talk box a lot. Teddy Riley used the talk box a lot. And T-Pain used the talk box a lot. A lot of people came and tried to call it the synthesizer. It's the talk box. So Charlie used to always make fun of Roger using the talk box. And he'd be like, I'm out here giving these people my real strong vocals. You out here using the talk box, man, sit down somewhere. And so they used to always compete, but it was a a fun rivalry for them, not for their labels. So after one night, after a show, Roger goes up to Charlie and says, hey man, I need some new ideas. I'm trying to come out fresh. And Charlie was like, why would I want to help you? And Roger was like, man, come on, tell me what I should do next. And uh, Charlie was like, you should do a ballad. And Roger was like, nah, I ain't trying to do no ballad. Charlie was like, what you asked me for? Don't ask me for help if I try to tell you what the business is and you don't want to do the business. So Roger was like, man, whatever. Next thing you know, 3 a.m., Charlie gets a call and Roger's like, hey, Charlie, I done made this song. I need you to come down to the studio. It's popping. I need you to come down. I need you to tell me what you think. And Charlie was like, it's three o'clock in the morning, dog. I'm not coming down there. I'm not coming down to listen to a song. I'll come down later. And Roger's like, no, I need to come down here now. I'm feeling it. Come down. So Charlie's like, all right, I'll come down. He goes to the studio. He hears the song. He hears the iconic beat. And Charlie just starts going off on the song. Computer loving all over the track, just singing, doo-wopping. They having a good time. They show the executives, the record executives, the song. And what the executives do? Mm-mm, we don't like it. Just like they did with Donna Summers. I don't understand that. 
Like, the record executives clearly don't be knowing what's going on. So they ended up shelving the record. This record was originally made in 84, but wasn't released to 86 because the record executives like, that's not a hit. Put it back. We don't want it. And at this time, Charlie and Roger, they're super excited about the song. They had created this video in their mind about how they were going to do the music video. They were going to be sitting at a computer screen and Charlie was going to be picking out the lips of the woman and Roger was going to be picking out her eyes and they were going to be building their love or their woman on the computer. And that was supposed to be the basis of the music video. But none of that ended up happening because once the labels found out, well, Charlie's label found out that he was on Roger's song on the Zap Band album, his label was like, oh, no, 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 uh-uh. We's not doing that video. We scratching the video and we're taking your vocals off of that song. But Charlie Wilson's label didn't decide to take Charlie Wilson's vocals off of the song until two years later in 1986 when the song was released. They saw that the song was doing really well and they wanted to remove his vocals because I guess they correlated the success of the song with Charlie Wilson's vocals. So they went to court. They had all these legalities, all this hoopla. And they were like, yep, taking his vocals off. See how you can make this song successful without Charlie on it. And Roger was like, uh, yeah, okay, we'll just replace his vocals, scrub them off, even though they really didn't do a really good job of scrubbing all of Charlie's vocals off because we can still hear some of them clearly. But they were like, all right, you took us to court, you won, we get it. We're going to replace Charlie Wilson's vocals with someone else. And that someone else was Shirley Murdoch. You know I've been searching for someone that special love with me And your eyes have that glow Could it be your face I see On my computer screen Need a special girl Shared in my computer world Now, Shirley Murdoch lent her vocals out a lot, and a lot of her vocals ended up on gospel songs that hit number one on the gospel charts. But she is best known for her 1986 hit, As We Lay. Listen, this episode is dripping in all things 1986. Without 1986, we wouldn't have this episode. We wouldn't have As We Lay. We wouldn't have Computer Love. And we wouldn't have me. So that means no podcast. So let's just give it up for 1986 for a second. Now, like I said, As We Lay was Shirley Murdoch's biggest hit. And the song has been remade a few times. One time by Kelly Price, which is a well-known version. But my favorite version is by Dana Harris. And that version came out in 97. If you're trying to get your bank head bounce on, your yeet on, your rag top on, while you listen about how two people were unfaithful to their spouses, that's the song you need to do it to. Now, As We Lay is not really a Valentine's, Valentine's Day type of song. 
because it doesn't really go with the spirit of Valentine's Day that I like. And it really isn't the type of Valentine's Day that I would like to experience. But if you out there experiencing uh, as we lay Valentine's Day, I just want you to do better next year. But this is a no judgment zone and a no judgment podcast. So feel free to continue to do you. Zap went on to create and release a few more albums after their computer love hit. And in 1995-1996, Roger Troutman came back to appear with Tupac and Dr. Dre in their hit California Love, earning Roger a Grammy nomination in 1997. However, Roger Troutman's comeback was short-lived, and in 1999 he was fatally shot in an apparent murder-suicide. The apparent murder-suicide happened to be at the hands of his brother and fellow band member Larry Troutman. Many people speculate it was over financial reasons. Others think that it was due to Roger firing Larry as his manager. But no one really knows what actually took place. The remaining group members, they still tour. And thankfully, we can still experience the brilliance and creativity of Zap and Roger through their music. And they actually released an album titled Roger and Friends in 2018. So they have some recent music out there for us to listen to. So even though their story ended tragically, we still get to listen to Zap, Roger, and Larry through their music. And we can still hear them and their influence in the music that we listen to today. And that's a good thing. Well, that concludes this episode of Do Yourself a Favor, a podcast where you can gratify yourself off of my biased list of dope music. I feel like we've covered a lot this episode. I mean, Computer Love is just a jam on its own, but we talked about Zap, we talked about Roger, we talked about Charlie Wilson, aka Uncle Charlie, we talked about the Gap Band and Shirley Murdoch, we even talked about the Bloods and the Crips, and then I threw some statistics in there about dating online. Listen go dive in do yourself a favor and dive into all of those artists all of those songs that i put into this episode and dive into some of those dating apps look if you're single like a pringle and ready to mingle dip your toe into that dating app pool see what's out there now this a little disclaimer i am not in control of who you swipe left or swipe right on i don't want to hear no mess about i don't join these sites and i'm meeting these type of people and you told me to get on listen i can't control who you swipe left and swipe right to or hard or not hard or however it works but all i can say is you don't know until you try but hey I'm not a love expert. I'm not even a music expert. I just play one on a podcast. Oh.